Hello, brother. I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. Today, we're talking about season four, episode 16 of The Vampire Diaries, which is called Bring It On. Bring it on, indeed. We see the return of cheerleader Elena and setting up the rest of the season, it appears. We sure are. As you might have assumed, we're entering a new chapter with this episode. Mm -hmm. We are now in a chapter. It has two names. The Humanity chapter slash the Elena chapter. As if every chapter hasn't <laughs> been the Elena chapter. Oh, good. The Elena chapter. Just what we need. Which I think is why people don't like season four is because we're in an Elena chapter, which that's kind of the whole show. But how can you hate the comedy that this episode brings us? <laughs> what an up and down journey. And Elena's having fun with it. You got to appreciate her having fun. Yeah. She could use a little fun. Let's all be let's all be so serious. Like she's been through it. And sure, some of that stuff is her own fault. And sure, maybe she shouldn't like drop her best friend on her head or try to stake her. But I think there's a middle ground between yeah. deep, deep despair and the kind of fun she's having in this episode. And I think this kind of fun is closer to the end of the spectrum. That's this is the end of the spectrum she should be on. Yeah, she should be aiming for something in this neighborhood. Yes, just maybe a little nicer. Yeah, maybe watch out for your friends' lives a little bit more. But other than that, keep dancing, girl. Yeah, dance dance on that table, girl. Dance your heart out. Coyote ugly all over this bitch. As always, I'll start by reading a synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. Elena's new outlook has everyone concerned, leading Stefan and Damon to agree that going back to the normal routine of high school would be the best thing for her. Caroline is pleasantly surprised when Elena decides to rejoin the cheerleading squad, but her pleasure turns to shock when Elena's behavior proves dangerous. Not giving up on their search for the cure, Damon and Rebecca work together until his unwanted advice catches her off guard. Klaus tries to use Haley to get the information he's after and makes an intriguing discovery in the process. Meanwhile, aboard Elena throws a wild party and gets into an ugly fight. Yep, all over the place. But we start the episode in the street, in the middle of the road. Elena is walking down the middle of the street. She's looking around and she looks just about as catatonic as she did at the end of the last episode. Then she lays down in the street. This is a classic Damon move. We've seen it before. Yeah, you can see this coming from a mile away. She's walked through the street. It's like, okay, she's going down. She's going down. <laughs> and when you're watching this, you're like, look, I know you guys can't like be on Elena's ass all the time because she get pissed, but like you shouldn't just let her walk around. But of course, they're not really just letting her walk around right now. Mm -hmm. So it works out. Then we go to a little bit earlier in the Salvatore house. We don't know it's earlier right away, but we later find out it is earlier. Stefan says, hey, Damon, uh, we're going to lose her. And Damon says, she needs time. It's only been a couple days. And Stefan says, well, the thing is, her humanity's off. And she's basically numb to everything that makes her who she really is, in case we forgot. And it's like, you know, some of the stuff she needed a break from. Yeah. She could use a break from the whininess. Yeah. We all could. <laughs> Damon says, she's a vampire. The off switch is one of the biggest perks. When being undead gets you down, bam, vampire Prozac. Bold words from someone who I don't think has ever used it. It's so funny because Damon's saying all this and Stefan's like, hello, I'm the one who did this not like six months ago. I think I know a little bit more about the dangers of it than you do. 
And he's like, and do you remember how bad that went for everybody else? I was just causing trouble left and right. Stefan says, would you describe my antics as someone who is on Prozac? Yeah. No. And he was like, and keep in mind, like, that wasn't my first time with it off. Like, that was slightly tempered. Okay. (laughs) Are we really trusting Elena to have a normal reaction to something? Are we trusting Elena to be measured and thoughtful in her emotional reactions? Let's be so serious. Even when her emotions were on, she couldn't control those bitches. So (laughs) what's she going to do now? Stefan reminds Damon, you know, one of the biggest red flags that tipped us off to Elena not being in a good place is that she burned down her family home with her dead brother's body still in it. Yeah, I think most would call that a red flag. Yeah, I I don't think that's a huge reach. And Damon says, well, that saves us the trouble of having to do it ourselves. I call that a win. Now, I do have to agree with Damon here because this was probably going to happen regardless. And at least they didn't have to listen to Elena complain about it. Yeah. Definitely more concerning than Damon is trying to make it seem, but Damon is trying to play it all off, A, because he loves to be in denial, as everyone on this show does, but mm-hmm. also because he still thinks the sire bond is like, he thinks he can just go up to Elena and be like, hey, turn it on, sweetie. Yeah, Damon's critical thinking is at an all-time low lately. This this whole episode, it's like, there's a couple clues that would really, you know, help him in the Silas part of his life, and he just, just walks right by him. Yeah. Someone hands him a clue on a silver platter and it's like the person stealing the blood, their name starts with an S and ends with an S and the middle letter is an L. And he's like, well, I'm never going to get that. Time to go do something else, I guess. Time to go belittle Rebecca. Because <laughs> she can't get a fucking break from anyone. Why would I give her a break? Yeah. Briefly, we go back out to the road where Elena's laying down and a car pulls up. And then we go quickly back to the Salvador house. And Damon says, hey. Worst case scenario, I'll invoke the sire bond and tell her to turn it back on. Definitely not the worst case scenario. Yeah. The worst case scenario is she never turns her humanity back on. So let's get that set. Yeah. The worst case scenario is she kills all of you. Well, she's not killing Damon or Stefan because they're so sexy to her. Yeah. She wants to keep that option open. Yeah. Very Catherine of her. That's why she's turning on Caroline first because Caroline's yeah. taken some of Stefan's attention and Elena's not too pleased with that. And Elena's like, no. I would like two brothers to be in love with me. Even if I'm only in love with one of them. Even if I'm in love with neither of them. I don't care. (laughs) I want to ruin a family. Yeah. Stefan says, hey, Damon, the thing is, like, her brother just died. So we can't just, like, sire her to turn her humanity back on. Because if we force all that grief on her at once, it's going to overwhelm her. So we need to give her a reason to want to turn it on. Well, and also it's good to make her want to do it. So she actually does it, regardless of the sire bond. But like the sire bond doesn't stop her from doing something else that she wasn't told. Like if she didn't want to do it and they turn it on, she'd be like, oh, fuck this. Pop off. Yeah. Pop it right back off. She'd be yeah. flicking, <laughs> flicking back and forth forever. Yeah. Damon says, fine, we'll show her a good time. This is his big grand plan to get her to turn her humanity back on is to make her have fun. Is to show her how fun it is with the humanity off. Like what? This plan is so, so terrible. Because Damon is much better at regulating his feelings than he realizes. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah, whenever I'm feeling bad, I just go have fun and take my mind off it for like a day. And then I deal with it. And it's like, boy, Elena is not capable of that comp- compartmentalization. My brother in Christ, that's a healthy coping mechanism for you. You're handling your emotions correctly. 
that is not Elena. And that's not Stefan either. So frankly, we should be deferring to Stefan here. Yeah, I think Stefan is right to be like, I really should take the lead on this one. I think I just have a little bit better understanding. And I think Damon's like, well, you like having your humanity off too much. And it's like, but he also knows how to actually turn it on by his own personal choice. Yeah. And again, I don't think Damon's ever turned that shit off. I think he honestly thinks he might have. He's just good at compartmentalizing. He thinks that he's like, yeah, I just killed someone and then I didn't feel guilty about it. So when I turned it back on, it was fine. It's like, no, it was never off, buddy. You just handled that well. That's just sociopathy, my guy. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) To be fair, I mean, in what we've seen of Damon, we don't see him like killing random people. Yeah. We see him if he's feeding on random people, he feeds and then he like heals them and compels them. Yeah. So anytime he kills someone, there's usually a reason for it. So he's like, well, I don't really feel guilty about that because I did what I had to do. Yes. So I think Damon just doesn't realize that he's good at compartmentalizing. That he's good at like justifying his own feelings. Yeah. Being like, yeah, it was wrong that I tried to kill Jamie when he had his ring on. But I my emotions took over. I have to live with that. Uh, that's what happened. Yeah. I can't change the past. Whereas Stefan and Elena are like, if I could just change the past, I would be good. And it's and it's like, you guys can't, though, is the thing. <laughs> I need you to understand that you can't. It's the same thing. Like, Caroline's a little better at, like, teaching some of this stuff because she has, like, more empathy than Damon does. Yeah. Because Damon's like, I don't know why you guys are all acting like this is her. Yeah. Like, he's like, it's not. It's the same thing when he was like, Stefan, just like attack someone. Who gives a shit? When Lexi came and he was like, oh shit, he didn't do that right. Like, oh, <laughs> why didn't he do that like me? <laughs> I fear, I fear I'm being, I fear I'm a little self-centered. <laughs> I fear other people may have a different experience than my own. And I didn't really think that one through. So that's an interesting development. <laughs> Damon says, I know it's controversial, Stefan, but people actually like to have fun. And Stefan says, you really think that's going to work? And to hear uh, Stefan say that, he's basically like, that's not going to work. But go ahead, do your fucking thing, King. He's like, whatever, let her have fun for a couple days. But like the humanity is staying off in this this path that we're on right now. And that's Mm -hmm. fine. Give it a few days with it off. As long as Damon has his eye on her, I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. And Damon says, there's only one way to find out if that works. And then we go back to the road where... Uh, some lady comes out of her car, goes up to Elena and says, oh, my God, are you all right? Was there an accident? Are you hurt? Are you in pain? And Elena says, I feel nothing. And the lady says, OK, uh, I have a blanket in my car. I try not to move alcohol for help. She runs back to her car. She opens the trunk and then she turns around. And Elena's right behind her. And she's like, hey, what are you doing? And Elena flashes her veins and uh, bites her in the neck, feeds for a second. And then Damon comes out and he says, OK, that's enough. I said, that's enough. And he pulls her off. And she's like, excuse me, I was eating. And Damon says, we agreed no killing. And Elena says, this is the first person I've seen in days whose body isn't laced with her vein and I'm hungry. She's like, you said no killing. We didn't agree no killing. Yeah. Let's get that straight off the top. And Damon says, you know, if you leave a trail of bodies, people are going to start asking questions. And Elena says, okay, I don't care. She says, what about my current state makes you think I give a fuck? (laughs) And then she starts feeding again. And Damon says, okay, I can't believe I'm the one who's saying this. Like, I can't believe you're making me say this to you. But show a little restraint. And then he pulls her off. And she says, you know, I thought this was supposed to be fun. Then she tosses the lady to the ground and walks off while some rock music plays. So she's like strutting. Yeah. So we know where this is going. Uh, Bad directions. Yeah. Not 
It's not working the way we we had all hoped. Uh oh! It appears Elena's going to have a bad reaction to something that makes everyone else's life worse. <laughs> Elena's like, you know, my humanity may be off, but I can still feel the power of attention. But I can still be inconvenient to everyone for the sake of my own attention. She was already inconvenient to everyone for the sake of her own attention, and that was with her caring how she came across. Take away the empathy? It's just selfishness. She's like, no, no one is allowed to talk about anything but me, okay? And if you do, it's because you're in love with me. And it, and if you do, it, you're either in love with me or I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get one thing straight. I don't care who you are. You <laughs> you pull focus for me? Dead. Dead to me, dead to the world. <laughs> So then we go off to like a truck stop, gas station somewhere. And who do we see but Miss Haley, Miss Slayley, back again. I'm less Slayley now that I see her again. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be calling her Slayley this episode. You're not no. You're not being a Haley fan today, and I, I know why. She is Slayley in her way, um, but yeah. I'm just not a big Haley girl at the moment. Maybe I'll come around on her, but uh, she has an uphill battle for me, for my affection at the moment. I know. So anyway, Haley comes out. She walks between a couple trucks. She hears like a noise. And then she sees a vampire who we don't at this moment know. He attacks her. She fights back a little bit, but he's stronger than her. Good news is Klaus appears. And he says, hey, mate, that's no way to treat a lady. And I'm like, why's Klaus here? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah. stay away from him, Haley. That turned you on Haley more than you already were. Yeah. <laughs> and he bites the guy and tosses him. And he looks at Haley. And she says, you came. And he says, well, you did say it was urgent. So they've been in communication. Yeah. Klaus helps her up. The vampire runs away and Klaus is like, oh, don't worry about him. Like he's going to be dead by tomorrow night because I bit him. Give a nice long window, he said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Stephanie, you asked this question during the episode, but clarification wise, for anyone in our audience who's unsure, Haley could not have bit this vampire because she's not an active werewolf at this time because she only turns on the full moon. So it would have just been a human biting a vampire. Yeah. Not effective. Haley says, hey, well, what if there are more vampires after me? And Klaus says, well, you were foolish enough to make a deal with Katerina Petrova. She used you to find the cure and now you're nothing but a loose end. So you're going to be lucky if she lets you live. And she's like, well, I'm just fucking looking for people to help me find my parents. Like, I don't know why that's so much to ask. Yeah, I don't even want your fucking cure. I don't know why I didn't just hunt down a librarian. I'm starting to regret every decision I've made. <laughs> Haley says, you said you would protect me. And Klaus says, yeah, I will. As soon as you tell me everything you know about Katarina. And we go over to the Salvatore house. Elena is taking a shower in Damon's room because he's got a nice shower. And she turns on her vampire hearing to overhear the boys talking about her. And Damon says, oh, so that's the plan. You're going to take her back to school. So then we go downstairs to check in on this conversation. And Stefan says, well, the fun route didn't exactly pay off, did it? And Elena's like, I only got to have fun for a day. And Damon says, look, I don't know. We got a free meal out of it. Who cares? Ha ha ha. Goof, goof. Because he still thinks the Cyrobot is going to work. He'll come down from that cloud pretty soon. <laughs> Stefan says, look, do you think I want to go to school and play chaperone? You can't go because you're not a student. And besides, you got to go look for Catherine. Elena needs this cure now more than ever. And then Caroline enters in a robe. And she says, not like anyone asked me, but I think taking her back to school is a great idea. And Damon says, why are you here? <laughs> And she says, blame it on your fancy water filters. Your house has the only vervain-free showers in town. Damon reminds himself and us, the audience, that the mayor put vervain in the town water supply a couple episodes ago. So that's still still doing stuff. <laughs> that's still going on. Damon says, ah, so many people to kill. And Caroline says, yeah, well, my mom says it's about to get worse. So she could use a little help. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to give everybody a job because 
we all need to be doing something here today. Yeah. And Damon says, fine, I'll go after the psychotic doppelganger. Stefan, you go talk to the sheriff. Blondie, take her to school. And break. Then Elena comes in, full nude. She's fully nude. <laughs> she's slaying it. She says, sounds like fun. And she just lets everyone stare at her for a second. She says, what? It's nothing you haven't seen before. And the funny thing about this is immediately after that, she puts a towel on. So she had the towel in her hand this whole yeah, time. A towel that she didn't like bend down and pick it up. Like it was in her hand. Like she did this just for the attention. She was like, you guys are having a conversation and I need that to end because I'm walking in the fucking room. Me and my little bee cups are coming in. Yeah. My perky little bee cups are coming out. Get ready. She says, as for the going to school idea, I've got nothing better to do. It's beneficial to her to play the catatonic role as long as possible. And she's nailing it. Yeah. Well, also, like, she doesn't really have anything better to do. She can't kill anyone at home. Yeah. So school's better than nothing. At least that's her getting out of the house, you know? Yeah. Damon goes up to her and says, Elena, it would make me very happy if you went to school today and studied hard, got involved in activities, and, like, please, for me, no matter what, don't eat anyone, okay? And she nods. But she's looking at him like, why the fuck is he telling me this like I'm going to listen? Like, why are you talking to me like I'm a little kid? Yeah. <laughs> She said, why would I give a fuck what you want me to do? Then we go over to the school. It's a happy day at school. We see a lot of establishing shots of extras. And then we see Elena go in and she looks at a bulletin board. And this bulletin board is whiplash because the first thing she looks at is a memorial poster for Jeremy. And by poster, you mean an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. Yes. Which who knows who printed them? Because we know Elena didn't. Yeah. April Young. That's who. Oh, (laughs) that's definitely who. She would pick the yellow. And then below that, there's a poster for Seismology Club. What high school has a Seismology Club? <laughs> they think they have a lot of earthquakes and Mystic Falls, but it's just Bonnie casting fucking spells. Yeah. The club is like, we can't find any evidence of anything. Uh, we can't find a working Richter scale. They never, like, they never measure anything. And it's like, <laughs> there aren't any earthquakes happening, babes. <laughs> um, and then next to that poster is a poster for a cheerleading invitational which Elena picks up and she looks a little bit interested in. Find out why later. Elsewhere in the hallway, Caroline is leaving yet another voicemail for Tyler. Getting sadder every time. I know, girl, you gotta stop. Delete his number. She says, hey, it's me, checking in. Things are just getting back to normal, sort of. She says, Elena's not quite there, but we're working on it. I know you can't call me back, but I keep thinking that if I leave these messages, then when you do come home, it'll be like you never left, or that's the hope. Well, anyway, I better go. Love you, Tyler, and then hangs up. Matt approaches and says, oh, have you seen Bonnie? And she says, yeah, I called her last night. She's fine. She's just a little drained from, you know, everything. From, you know, planning a massacre, maybe. Guys, check in on her more than once a day. Yeah, you might want to go check in on her because she, when you left her at her house, she was not like, you're right. It was crazy of me to suggest a massacre. She was like, well, see ya. She very clearly is still working on the massacre. And, you know, I know you guys didn't turn around. But you might have seen her talking to, you know, nothing. So instead, Matt had to drive 20 feet down the street and cry. Yeah. <laughs> Some use fair, he is to, to the be group. Fair, he really needed a cry. I don't blame him for that. Yeah. To be fair, someone else should have been watching Bonnie. They yeah. can't put all this on Matt. Yeah. They should have let Matt be at home. Yeah. Matt says, well, you can't really blame her. And then Elena approaches because she doesn't want to hear about Bonnie. She doesn't want to hear about anyone else. She says, I have an idea. She's like, hey, look who it is. Selena. Selena, main character. Adjust the conversation accordingly. Isn't it so good to see me? Isn't this a good color on me? Don't I look pretty? I know I do, but I would like to hear it. 
<laughs> she says to Caroline, can you get me my old spot back on the cheerleading squad? And she holds up the like invitational poster. And Caroline says, I mean, technically, yeah, I'm captain, but I thought you hated cheerleading. Slay that Caroline, despite all of the drama they've been going through, is still the captain of the cheer squad. Yeah, her power. That's Miss Mystic Falls for you. Mm-hmm. A much better one than April. Amen. April's doing nothing. Elena says, you know, I did hate cheerleading, but now I think it would be really fun to jump around and toss people up in the air. It's not like the routines are that hard. Now, I know that the the cutting routines aren't that hard thing stuck out to Caroline, but it's a red flag that she said, I want to toss people in the air. Guys, flag it. But I do think, and this is what makes humanity off Elena pretty smart here, is Damon specifically asked her to do activities so she can kind of hide behind that. And so Caroline says, I think that would make Damon really happy. Yeah, because he's a creep who keeps staring at high schoolers in their cheer uniforms. So better make him happy. (laughs) Then we go over to Klaus's house. Damon has arrived. And Klaus says, what an unpleasant surprise. Simple burn. Damon says, I came up with a list. It is called Things You Suck At. And Klaus is like, I don't want to hear this. And number one on the list is Finding Catherine Ever. (laughs) He's got him there. (laughs) Because how is she still out here? It's been 500 years. You should have been able to catch her. It's embarrassing. We get an implication later that, like, it's about the fear. Yes. But it's still funny that he's never gotten it. And Damon says, number two, covering up your secret phone conversations with that little backstabber, Haley. Haley didn't really backstab Klaus. Well, she backstabbed. I guess she did, because Captain got the cure because of them. She backstabbed Tyler. Actually, if anything, Haley's been loyal to Klaus, because Haley's the one who was like, your harbors are going to kill you, by the way, King. Yeah. And he said, thank you. I'm going to kill them. I'm sure Damon views her as a backstabber for backstabbing Tyler, even though he doesn't really give a fuck about Tyler. But he didn't really like Haley either. Yeah, Damon does not call her Slaley. <laughs> yeah, he's he's with me on that one. Yeah. And Klaus is like, oh shit, you know about me talking to her? Yeah, Klaus is like, <laughs> I didn't expect any of you to get that far. Because usually there's so many steps behind Klaus, they wouldn't have even gotten there. So he's like, honestly, I'm surprised you got there. Yeah, well, and she's also like so separated from everything. She's avoided a lot of this scrutiny. Yeah. Damon says, so where is she and what does she know about Catherine? And Klaus says, I should help you after you killed my brother and imprisoned me in the Gilbert living room. He said, be so realistic, Damon. Come on. Yeah. You can't keep leveraging my help and then trying to kill me next week. Like, I'm done. (laughs) At a certain point, you have to just agree to let me live because I'm clearly helpful. Yeah. Damon says, you know, Klaus, you might want to prioritize because you have much bigger problems. Catherine has the cure. My guess is she's going to want to cram it down your throat. You help me find Catherine. I'll get the cure. I'll give it to Elena. Everybody wins. Just let me question Haley about Catherine. And Klaus says, can't help you, mate. Haley's off limits. Although I did have a run in with a vampire who may know where Katerina is. Too bad for you. I bet halfway through his bloody neck, he probably won't have much time for chit chat. And Damon's like, I got to go chase down a vampire with a werewolf fight again. He's like, those bitches are crazy. It's like, I should have been the one to go talk to the sheriff. I should have let Stefan do this part. Yeah. So then go over to the sheriff's office. Liz is telling Stefan, you know, the entire supply of blood from the hospital, all the reserves, they're gone. They just vanished. Stefan says, oh, you accusing us? She says, no, but this town is at a tipping point, you know, like any more unexplained house fires and things are going to boil over. Because like, yes, the house fire is something no one will question because they're too scared to. But it's also such a big event. Like, just say he had a hurt condition. Especially to a family 
that has been going through so much in the past two years. Everyone's like, what is up with the Gilberts? Yeah. Why is anyone hanging out with them? And Elena has been kind of a bitch lately. So it makes me think something's wrong. (laughs) And then Liz is sorry that she kind of blew up on Stefan. So she says, sorry, I know it's not your fault. It's been a rough week. And then she goes on to explain, you know, like Miranda Gilbert was one of my best friends in high school. And to see what's happened to her family is just she just doesn't even have the words to explain it. And Stefan says, hey, look, Liz, if there's anything I can do to help, I promise I will. And she says, good, because you're going to need to, because whoever stole that blood put a lot of lives in danger and risks exposing all of you, my daughter included. So who can you think of who wants blood that bad who would be so careless? And of course, the immediate thought we're supposed to think of is like, is it Elena? Yeah. <laughs> like, is Elena that fucking crazy right now? And then we go to check in on Elena when we go over to the high school at the cheer invitational. We see a lot of people in cheer uniforms. That's how we know. And then we see Elena in her cheer uniform. It's such a cute little cheer uniform that they have on this show. Yeah, it's very cute. She looks cute. And honestly, they should put Nina Dobrev in more ponytails. She looks so cute in a ponytail. Yeah, she can pull off a ponytail. It's that bone structure. I know. Um, she walks into the gym, all the girls are warming up and Caroline approaches and she says, oh my God, the uniform still fits. You look fantastic. We are totally going to kick Grove Hill's ass. Because she is being so supportive and fun. And that pisses Elena right off. And one thing that Caroline does well is she does contain multitudes because she knows all the bullshit that's happening with all the vampire stuff. But still she's like, but I do want to beat Grove Hill. She's like, but I am going to win this fucking invitational today. Like I can, I can do both. Because she doesn't have to practice cheerleading that much because her strength is nice. So she can do it all. It's not like the routines are that hard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Elena says, yeah, should be fun. Barely sells that line. But then Elena spots a girl from another school. They're wearing a blue uniform. Who's like, oh, my God, I left my makeup bag on the bus. Like, I have to go. And Caroline doesn't clock this girl. Instead, she just says to Elena, like, wow, competition's bigger than last year. I'm going to go stretch. And she walks away. Then Elena follows the girl in the blue uniform to the bus. We see the girl grab her makeup bag and then turn around. And Elena is right behind her. And Elena says, I like your ribbon. And the girl in the blue says, okay, uh, thanks. And she's like, it's just a ribbon. It's not even like a nice bow, but thanks. Yeah. And then <laughs> Elena says, I want it. And the girl says, yeah, but I'm using it. So go get your own. Yeah. She's like, okay, I don't know why that affects me. And then Elena doesn't let her leave the bus. She shows her veins and she feeds on her. And while she's feeding on her, she takes her ribbon. Bitch. (laughs) Yeah, very bitchy. We go back to the gym. The girls are stretching. And then we see Elena return with the blue ribbon in her hair, looking very pleased with herself. It doesn't even match their uniform. Well, I think that's kind of the showy part of it. I think think it is. It like stands out. It's like, why is that bitch wearing blue? Mm -hmm. And Caroline comes up and says, hey, where were you? We're going on any minute. Elena says, I'm here, aren't I? And Caroline says, what's with your ribbon? Those aren't even our colors. Yeah, Caroline's like, that doesn't match. It's a cheerleading competition. <laughs> yeah, she's like, at least put a maroon bow in. Like, we can't have competing colors on the uniform. So Elena walks away. And then Caroline happens to spot a girl in a blue uniform wearing a scarf. Because God forbid Elena heal and compel the girl. Instead, no, she's wearing a scarf in the middle of a warm day. Dead giveaway. So Caroline pretty quickly puts the pieces together. And then she approaches Elena and says, hey, are you out of your mind? And Elena says, what's your problem? Caroline says, um, feeding on the competition. Hello, did you not hear what Damon told you? She says, yeah, I did, but who cares? I'll do whatever I want. Yeah, she's like, I heard it. I didn't, like, care about it. 
And Stefan approaches and he's like, hey, ladies, everything all right over here? And Elena says, yeah, as soon as the queen backs off, everything will be fine. And she walks away, does a little warm up. And Caroline says, hey, you remember how Damon sired her to behave? Didn't really work. So yeah, she said it did not take today. Then we go back over to the truck stop that Haley was at at the beginning of the episode. Damon's on the phone and he's being caught up. And he says, what do you mean she fed? I specifically told her no feeding. Because now he's gotten a little too comfortable with the sire bond. Like he didn't want to take advantage of it, but it was nice. Yeah. Now Damon's like the sire bond should make her listen. And Stefan says, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The sire bond isn't working. And Damon says, that's not possible. And Stefan says, how about you think about it critically for a second? Yeah, how about you take one ounce of consideration? He says, Elena's Sayobon stems from her feelings for you. And with her humanity off, she has no feelings. You did predict this at the end of our last episode. I ate this and it almost snuck by me, but it didn't. Couldn't get away from me. Damon says, you know, all I wanted was to break that damn bond. And you're telling me now this whole time, all she had to do was turn it off. What happens if she turns it back on? And Stefan says, I don't know. That's not what's really important right fucking now. Stefan's like, why do you think I know anything more about this than you do? (laughs) Like, I'm just telling you what happened today. And just alerting you to that fact. And then Stefan says, more importantly, where are you right now? And Damon says, oh, I'm at a truck stop in the boonies looking for a dead vampire who might lead to Catherine and a cure. And then he like, here's an engine and like walks a little bit. And Damon says, look, just grab her and get her home. I'll be there when I can. And they hang up. In between the trucks, Damon finds Rebecca. And he says, not you. I thought you were still vacationing on Numbskull Island. Like, How long did he think she was going to hang out on the island? Like, there wasn't much to do. Yeah. She says, well, I was looking for answers, but all I found was your Professor Shane dead. And with him, anything anyone knows about the cure. And I know that Damon was maybe not as like familiar with the fact uh, that Bonnie was talking to Shane. But Damon, didn't you hear from Bonnie that Shane was alive? And now you're hearing that he was dead on the island. What? That's not clicking, right? Yeah, like you knew that Bonnie was talking to Shane before you just happened to find her on the island. Let's remember that. She just walked up to you. So maybe he died after that. Maybe she got away from him and he died, but... It's worth thinking like, hey, Bonnie was talking to Shane. She was definitely at the minimum the last one to see him, if that's the case. So maybe I should consider what this information means. But no, it this just does not even cause anything in his brain. It doesn't even make a dent, not even a flicker of recognition in his eyes. Yeah, he's like, who is Shane? Instead, what he says, he was spending the whole speech coming up with a quip. And he just stopped listening. Yeah, he just tuned her out. I mean, he was like, I, he was like, what else is she saying? I'm in love with someone. Oh, I'm so sad. I don't care. So he just says, oh, guess you won't turn into a real girl after all. Not even your best quip. Took him that long to come up with it. Critical thinking would have saved you here, King. Rebecca says, oh, I'll get the cure. I just need Catherine and I'm betting you can help me find her. Great read. And Damon says, well, why would I help you? Because he knows he could help her find her. And she says, because she holds up a little vial. And she says, I was smart enough to bring a pinch of my brother's blood. How else are you going to interrogate a vampire who's practically dead from a wolf bite? Easy. You put your own blood in a vial and tell him it's werewolf blood. How's he going to fucking know? But obviously, Damon wasn't even thinking that. Yeah, this was smart of her to have it. Damon recognizes the value in that. And he says, OK, fine, follow me. I might know where to look. Then we go back over to Klaus's house. 
Klaus and Haley are sitting down for a nice meal. She's having red wine. Lunch and red wine, a Klaus specialty. Klaus loves to have red wine in the middle of the day. Haley shares that affinity, it would seem. (laughs) And he says, so you're rested, you're fed. Tell me about Katerina. And she says, you know, most men get their power pick from torture and intimidation. With you, it's drinks and fine dining. Shouldn't you be thrilled about that, girlfriend? Yeah, bitch, get the drinks, get the fine dining. Do you want to be tortured? (laughs) He says, you know, in your case, I favor hospitality over unpleasantness, but I have been known to change my mind on a whim. It's so funny because he's unpleasant all the fucking time. But she's a pretty lady. He says, where's Katerina? She says, you seriously think I know? Good point. And he says... You know, you tipped her off as to what we were up to and set her on a course to find a cure. In return, she sent her lackey to snuff you out. Tell me, what did Katerina promise you? And she says, okay, fine, I'll tell you. I was in New Orleans trying to find information about my real parents and Catherine found me and told me she could help. Classic Catherine. Clearly there's something going on with Haley that Catherine was like, I can take advantage of that. And I mean, classic Haley to accept help from anyone who says they know anything about your parents. Girl, what did we learn from Shane last time? People can lie. People lie all the time. Imagine she did all this and Catherine's like, your parents are dead. And she's like, no, you said you have more information. And Catherine's like, I didn't say anything about more information. I didn't know what you knew already. She just takes the flash drive from Haley's computer and gives it back. (laughs) Or she just finds two random people on the street in New Orleans and compels them to say they're her parents. And she's like, no, I know my parents are dead. And Catherine's like, oh, okay, then why'd you need me? (laughs) Klaus says, ah, an orphan. Well, that does explain your charming bravado. Abandonment issues will do it every time. Ain't that the truth? He steps on her neck like that. And then she says, sounds like you would know, steps on his neck right back. Well, also because, you know, she doesn't know the whole history, but she could be like, at least my parents died. They didn't choose to hate me while they were alive. Although I guess her parents did, like, get rid of her when she was a wolf, but... Well, she told her adoptive parents did. Oh, yes, yes. Still nicer than Michael and Esther, I I could argue. Still better than Michael and Esther. It is funny, they both have abandonment issues. Much to connect on, perhaps. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about uh, the Clayley couple as we go through the episode. Clayley's a fun name. Isn't it? Clayley Slayley. <laughs> I gotta give him that. He says, you know, I'm the only one that can protect you. I'm happy to do so, provided you cooperate. She said, I'm not known for that. (laughs) (laughs) We go back over to the school. Stefan goes up to Elena in the hallway and he says, hey, we need to talk. And she says, so talk. You can help me stretch. And she puts her leg up on his shoulder. She's slaying. I mean, yeah, just emanates pheromones all over him from her vagina. (laughs) Yeah, I know where they're coming from. He says, okay, did you feed on that cheerleader? She says, maybe. (laughs) She says, hee hee. He says, okay, I see. You wouldn't happen to know anything about the hospital's missing blood supply, would you? And she says, trust me, I'm sick of blood bags. I prefer something a little warmer. She said, blood bags are literally disgusting. So no, I don't know anything about that. Why would I go to the hospital when I could go bite people? Stefan says, look, Elena, I know what you're going through. I was having the time of my life when I first turned two. I didn't start ripping people's heads off until 1912. Next thing I know, I was killing an entire village. She says, am I supposed to be scared of becoming you? And he says, yeah, you are. He's like, yeah, I was hoping you would be. Says, That's the goal. <laughs> he said, I don't want you to be like chill with killing a whole village, ideally. He says, because I know how deep down you can fall and I know how difficult it is to climb back out. Come on, you're better than this. She says, I don't know, maybe this is the better version of me. I don't know about that. I think we can all agree it's not. (laughs) (laughs) 
She's doing Catherine, but it's not quite it's not quite to Catherine's level because Catherine's doing all that humanity on. Yeah, it's like Catherine, but like a little less charm. Yeah, it's like Catherine, but bitchy for like no reason. Not that every time Catherine is bitchy, she has a reason, but it's at least like she's choosing to do it because it's funny. It's not like just being a bitch. Catherine's been a bitch long enough that she's not doing it like just because she can. She's doing it for fun. Elena's just being a bitch because she's never been a bitch before. So she's going too far. She's always felt too bad to be a bitch to anyone. And now she's like, oh, this is kind of fun to be a bitch. Like, she's like, oh, I can put Caroline down to her face instead of with offhanded comments. Yeah, instead of being passive aggressive. This shit eats. She said, this is great. The guy on the PA, like, announces, hey, like, Mystic Falls up next. And she walks away. She's about to go into the gym. And Caroline says, uh... You're not cheering. Caroline, in what world do you think you're going to be able to stop her? Yeah, Elena says, let's see you try and stop me. And then Caroline pretty much gives up. She's like, whatever, it's one fucking routine. It's not like the routines are that hard. Yeah, she's like, you know what? She can make it through one routine. She wanted to cheerlead. Maybe this will make her feel more powerful if she wins against me right now. Yeah. Then we go into the gym. They get in their places. And the announcer says, all right, Mystic Falls, the very own Lady Timberwolves. <laughs> Love that name. <laughs> I know, me too. It's like you just had to had to add lady to it. The Timberwolves. <laughs> Stefan watches. He's like, hell yeah, love cheer. He says, I really admire the art form. Yeah, he loves it for the sport of it all. <laughs> says, Cheer's definitely a sport. Damon loves it in a creepy way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Stefan and Damon definitely watched Cheer on Netflix. And the whole time Damon kept like sexualizing them. And Stefan was like, Damon. Morgan's been through a lot. You can't sexualize her like that. He's like, Damon, they're athletes. Look at how far Lexi's come. And he said, yeah. (laughs) It's like, ew. Ew. (laughs) So they cheer. They do a little chant. They go like, L-O-L-O-M-G. You're looking at Mystic Falls Versity. (laughs) Love an L-O-L and O-M-G in a cheer. But they don't have any pom-poms, which is a shame. Yeah, you kind of expect them to do like dance to like a popular song of the time. Nope, they're cheering. Yeah, they said, we just need enough of a cheer routine that someone can be dropped. Yeah, they go, B-E-A-T, beat those cats. We don't know who the cats are. I'm guessing uh, Grove Hill. Yeah, Grove Hill cats, panthers, who knows? Not important. <laughs> <laughs> and they cheer, and then Caroline gets ready to get tossed. She's a flyer, of course. And they throw her up in the air, and Elena just steps away so that Caroline falls to the <laughs> She steps back, crosses her arms. She says, fall, bitch. And the crowd quickly stops cheering because, you know, Caroline's their Miss Mystic Falls. Like, they're very invested in what she's up to. Stefan, like, looks at Elena because he can tell it's uh, Elena who did this. Yeah, it was pretty clearly deliberate. And then Elena leaves. And so then we go outside the school. Elena's got her Letterman jacket on and she's already texting. We'll get back to the texting later. (laughs) She's on that phone this week. And Stefan approaches and he says, hey, nice move. What do you do for an encore? She says, pretty sure it doesn't involve another condescending lecture. He says, no. I was impressed. Getting yourself on the cheer squad, plenty of Ravain-free victims bust in for the competition. You know, you played us all really well. And she says, yeah, it wasn't that hard. You guys all want me to be okay so badly. You hear whatever you want to, so. And she did get him there. Yeah. And he says, right. Well, you know, the problem with the gym is it's too many witnesses. Gotta go somewhere private for some real fun. And she says, oh yeah? Where? Girl. (laughs) Talking about how easy it was to play them. Now you're getting played right like this? Come on. You're getting played by Stefan batting way below his average. Stefan did more advanced manipulation t- tactics on Rebecca. Yeah. 
That says something. He's phoning it in. Elena with the humanity off, she has less of that like mean girl power of like strategy because she's like, no, I'm just going to be a bitch. I don't need to do anything difficult. I'm just going to let someone fall. I don't need to outthink these people. I'm just going to be a bitch. Yeah, I'm just going to be a bitch and be cute. I'm taking the path of least resistance to being mean and I'm going to wear a high pony while I do it. She's giving, you know, Rebecca in many ways. He says, you know, I know this dive bar off the beaten path. Let's go. And he gets on his motorcycle and she says, you're bluffing. And he says, you're forgetting. I had my switch flipped in this town too. I know where to take someone to have a good time. And she shouldn't fall for this, but I know with her humanity off, she's like, the motorcycle's sexy. She said, sexy motorcycle dive bar. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm on board with this. And he acts fast. I mean, Stefan does a good job here. He tosses her the helmet to distract any reflexes she does have. And then mm-hmm. very quickly hits her with a vervain syringe in the stomach. Yeah, this is a quick, quick work of it. And he says, but first, a little bit of vervain just to take the edge off. But, but first, vervain. Don't talk to me till I've had my vervain. <laughs> we got to get those t-shirts. <laughs> we should. But first, vervain. Get on a mug. Put it on a mug. That is cute, actually. Doppelgangers merch. <laughs> if you guys want Doppelgangers merch, let us know. If, yeah. It'll take very little encouragement for us to get on fucking custom ink. If, if one person mentions us. If you leave a review that says we want Doppelgangers merch, we'll make Doppelgangers merch. I'm being so serious. I'm being so serious. Only <laughs> it passes out. <laughs> yeah. The vein. It gets her. And then we go over to the Grove Hills Hospital, where all the lights are on and there's actually a lot of doctors patrolling, so you know it's not the Mystic Falls Hospital. (laughs) A hospital that is not under the tyrannical rule of Meredith Fell. (laughs) Rebecca says, why exactly do you think a sick vampire would check into a hospital? Damon says, see that bright thing in the sky? It's called the sun. He needs to avoid that. And it's like, okay, you didn't really need to word it like that. Like, I was asking a fair question. Yeah. She's like, don't say it like it was a stupid question. (laughs) Damon says, plus, hospitals are open 24-7, and he's hungry and delusional. Then they go into a room with fridges, where normally the blood would be, which would really illustrate Damon's point, except for the fact that he opens the fridges, and they're all empty. And we can see there's, like, tubs that say, like, AB positive, A positive. Like, Mm -hmm. there should be blood. And Rebecca says, impressive, you're like Sherlock Holmes with brain damage. Well, what does that mean? (laughs) The insult doesn't quite track, but I'll give it to her for going for it. Yeah. Damon says, huh, Stefan said Mystic Falls Hospital had its entire blood bank raided too. Anyway. (laughs) And Rebecca says, oh, it looks like our guy gets around. She's quick to blame, you know, the dying vampire. And Damon says, no, the guy's dying of a werewolf bite. He wouldn't have time to steal from both hospitals. This is someone else. Rebecca says, who? He says, I don't know. And Damon says, I have no idea. Anyway. <laughs> I have no idea and I won't take any time to think about it either. He doesn't even give this a critical moment of thought because at this exact point, you were like, maybe Silas. Because, <laughs> you know, we've seen them steal blood from hospitals and we've seen them get pretty low at like Mystic Falls if a lot of them are stealing it. But for two hospitals nearby to be completely out, that's weird. And Damon, you've been a vampire long enough that you should know just how weird that is. Yeah, he's been a vampire long enough, and he is often the one who steals the blood. So he knows yeah. how much blood would have to be stolen for a normal hive of, say, five vampires. Yeah. Which we don't have any reason to believe there are any in Grove Hills. We have reason to believe that they know all the vampires in town and that they have a supply stockpiled. Yeah. And if we've already disqualified Elena, time to start thinking. But he doesn't want to do that right now. He says, anyway, on the plus side, 
If our guy did by chance come here, he's got nothing, which means he's nearby and hungry. And Rebecca says this better not be a wild goose chase. Girl, it already is. That ship has sailed. Damon says, I want to find Catherine as much as you do. And Rebecca says, really? Why? I heard your little chat with Stefan. I know Elena's broken the sire bond, so why would you want to find the cure? You just cure her back to loving your brother. I think you're best off leaving it for me. Damon's like, do you listen to every phone call I take? She says, yeah, when I can. She says, I listen to any phone call I can hear, buddy. I don't even have to know the people. I just like listening. And then we go back over to Klaus's house. Haley has now switched to bourbon. So she's feeling a little, little wavy. She's on a mission. They go to look at Klaus's paintings. Unclear if Klaus invited her to look at the paintings or if she invited herself to look at the paintings. But she's very free with her critiques. She says, hate that. Too much. Don't get that. This one doesn't make me want to puke. <laughs> Klaus says, stop being so mean to me. Or I'm going to fall in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> and Haley says, hey, why'd you paint this one? And Klaus says, well, painting is a metaphor for control. More self-aware than Klaus usually is. Yeah, he, he understands that. <laughs> he said, you know, every choice is mine. The canvas, the color. As a child, I had neither a sense of the world nor my place in it. But art taught me that one's vision can be achieved with sheer force of will. Same is true of life, provided one refuses to let anything stand in one's way. And with all that energy and control, he just painted a kid on, like, on a hill. Yeah, all his paintings are like a kid alone on the hill. I mean, talk about abandonment issues. <laughs> yeah, it's like... I think I know what this one's about. Yeah, I think I know what this one represents. Yeah, and then wintertime, he did that same idea, but it was a snowflake instead. Like, I think I got it. <laughs> they look at each other for a minute, and then Haley says, so this is your thing. You show a girl a few mediocre paintings, whine about your childhood, and I swoon and spill all my dirty secrets. And I was watching this, and I was like, wait, are they trying to make these two a couple right this moment? Like, I was ignoring it, the first scene. Yeah, you were like, oh, they're just talking. And now, you know, the the flirtatious vibes are flying. The vibes are going. And I was like, am I going to see these two kiss before I see him kiss Caroline? And that's when I started getting mad. (laughs) Because you're under... I'm under the impression that these two end up together. That Klaus and Haley are endgame, quote-unquote. And so you didn't think we'd be seeing a Clayley kiss this soon. So I thought we'd because I also am under the impression that she's on the originals. I thought that these two would not even be interacting in this way at all until the original. So I didn't really think I'd have to see it unless I watched the originals, in which case I would be mentally prepared for it. You were expecting some Claireline and that's not what we got this episode. They gave me no Claireline this week. Not a hint of Claireline. They even gave you some Staraline. Don't I know it? They only have like one line that even references Claireline and it's Elena being a bitch. Haley mentions it a couple of times too. Oh yeah. Instead, we get a whole lot of Clayley. I know. Clayley girlies, if you are out there, you're eating tonight. Mmm, yummy. Sucks to be you. <laughs> you must be insufferable. Says the Claroline girly. <laughs> Clayley stands. I hear you. Oh, so would you call yourself a Clayley stan? I would not call myself a Clayley stan, no. So I'm sure your question is, if not Clayley and then not Carol and not Claroline, then who do I want Klaus with? Probably no one. It's a question I was thinking during this episode because I was like, huh, Stephanie's going to ask me that at some point. I haven't really put a lot of thought into it, to be honest. Okay. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about Klaus, to be honest. That's crazy. I think about him constantly. I do support Claroline over Clayley for sure. Okay. That makes me feel better. Yeah. I thought you were watching this like cheering and I was like, I'm not cheering, but I think they have chemistry. I'll say that. I, I get, I get them. I think they're kind of, they meet each other's match, I think, a little bit in a way that Klaus doesn't have a lot of people who are like this to him. 
Yeah. It's like the combativeness and the willingness to stand up to him that Caroline has, but meaner. (laughs) But like meaner and mean specifically in like a sultry way. Like Caroline's mean in like a cute and fun way. Caroline's very like tease and kill him with kindness. Haley is very like tease and you're a piece of shit, you idiot. And you know what? Two different vibes. Two different vibes. I think I would be more receptive to this if I wasn't like I was watching this thinking about Caroline. Yeah. Like I couldn't separate it because they have some fun moments and the chemistry is good and I get it. Yeah. But it just I'm not there yet. Klaus says, you know, I felt I had many charms, but regardless, I'm enjoying myself. And she says, and you do whatever you enjoy. And he says, what's your point here? She says, up to and including hunting my friend Tyler for the next century. Klaus is like, why do we all have to talk about Tyler? But here's something. So Tyler called Haley, but he can't call Caroline back. That's a great point. I mean, I get why he can't call Caroline because then obviously Klaus is going to track him, blah, 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 blah. But I'm just saying. But you're assuming that Haley heard about this from Tyler and not just through the grapevine. Yeah, because I don't know who else would have told her. That's a fair assumption. So just that just pissed me off a little bit more as well. I've never been a big Haley girl. And that's not Haley's fault that Tyler called her and not Caroline. But in a way it is. (laughs) (laughs) But she probably would prefer that. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just pointing that out. Yeah, it's okay. Tyler's going to get his though. Because Haley's going to go sleep with Klaus. So now yeah. Haley's also picking Klaus over Tyler. Yeah. Klaus says, Well, I'm surely not going to be hunting him for the next century, only until I kill him. Yeah. He's like, It's not going to take that long. Yeah. She says, Well, yeah, you talk a good game, but the truth is, you let him go. And she's right for this. She says, yeah. My guess, you know, if you kill him, Caroline will hate you forever. And he's like, Okay, good read. But instead, he does try to spin it. He says, You know, if I simply killed Tyler, my revenge would be over in a moment. But sentencing him to a lifetime of paranoia and fear, that's Tyler's true punishment. And this is a great little excuse to give yourself. But truthfully, it's also the Caroline thing. Yeah, for sure. I think it's it's a little bit of both, but it's like 70% the Caroline thing. Yeah. <laughs> he says, but come now. You never really thought there was a future for you two, did you? And she said, I'm I'm thinking about it. She says, I don't know. He might have left Caroline for me if I used the cure to kill you, which I think is wishful thinking, but kind of helps her get the one up in this conversation. So I support the use of it. Klaus says, you know, if Tyler has even half your resolve, he may actually make it through the year. So Klaus is turning on the charm. He's flirting. Mm -hmm. She says it doesn't take resolve. It takes allies, a network of people willing to do anything for you, including chase down loose ends to their death. That's how Catherine escaped you all this time. He says, don't I fucking know it? And she's so right for this. The allies make a difference. And now Catherine is smart enough to have allies that she'll cut if she needs to. That's the problem with their heroes is their allies are like, like, well, we can't lose any of these people. And it's like, "Mm, someone has to be the low man on the totem pole. Yeah. (laughs) And Catherine's just ensured that's never her. She's smart. And Klaus and Haley get a little closer to each other. And I'm like, boo. He said, back up. I said, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> spray them with a spray bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Get off of it. <laughs> he says, perhaps you know the names of Katarina's special little helpers. She says, maybe I know one or two. Maybe I'll even tell you. And then she finishes her drink. She's being slaily in that moment. I mean, she's turning it on. She's giving sexy. I can't deny she's sexy. Yeah, no one could. I can say many things about her, but she's sexy. And she knows how to use it. And Phoebe Tonkin, 
Good work on the American accent, girl. She definitely got a dialect coach between the last time she was on and now because the accent is nailing it right now. Yeah, she's eating in that way too. I just want to give her her props. Give her her flowers. Then we go over to the Salvatore house, specifically Damon's room. Elena wakes up and Stefan is there. She says, what did you do to me? Well, girly, use the context clues. Now, Stefan, why is she on that fucking chaise lounge? Why is she upstairs? You have a dungeon. Why didn't you take her straight to the dungeon and confiscate her phone? You absolutely supreme idiot. But he's still he's still hoping there's something in there. He's still hoping. That's Stefan's weakness, really, is that he cares too much and he loves too hard. <laughs> it is. I know you said it like a joke, but it is. I know. Stefan says, I brought you home before you can cause any more trouble. And she says, so you're grounding me because I dropped Caroline on her thick head? It's so mean. <laughs> She's like, oh my God. The thick head was uncalled for. You didn't need to say thick. <laughs> Come on. And you know it. You know that was unnecessary. Stefan doesn't even touch that. He says, no, because you fed on someone in public. And she says, so? I was hungry. And then she starts taking off her cheer uniform. And Stefan says, are you really going to keep stripping in front of me? That's real mature. <laughs> she said, I am. She said, if it works, it works, King. She says, I'm done cheering, so I'm going to change. And he says, oh, yeah, sure. When in doubt, manipulate people with sex. You know, that's the same trick Catherine used to pull. Now, calling her similar to Catherine doesn't have the same power as when her humanity was on, but she still doesn't like it. It affects her more than like anything else they've said to her today has. Yeah. She's like, don't compare me to Catherine, even though she's been giving Catherine all day. Yeah. And I'll say it again. Nina Obrev slang, acting. Because she's giving Catherine, but not in a way that you're like, maybe that's Catherine. Like, you never doubt it's Elena. Yeah. Where is the bitch's Emmy? Specifically, I mean, again, I'm a season four lover. It's my favorite season of the show. Just Nina Dobrev is acting her booty off this season. Oh, yeah. And she's been acting her booty off the first three seasons, too. But there's something about season four that just hits different with her. This is her euphoria season two. Yes. Elena says, you know, Catherine's been running so long, she's afraid of her own shadow. I'm not afraid of anything. Really? Why are you avoiding emotions? You seem pretty scared of those. Yeah. Well, first (laughs) of all, it's healthy to be afraid of some things. And second of all, Catherine is not afraid of her own shadow. She's just smart. She's just not getting into unnecessarily risky situations. She's maybe a little paranoid and maybe a little cautious, but I wouldn't call her afraid of her own shadow. Yeah. Elena says, you know, I've shut it all off, all of it, including my feelings for you. I mean, don't get me wrong. And she's texting this whole time. Yeah, she's literally texting this whole conversation. <laughs> Why is Stefan letting her have her phone this long? <laughs> she confiscated her phone. And she's like, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I see you standing there and you look good. I remember our sex and it was good sex, but I just don't feel anything about it anymore. And Stefan's like, can you shut up? He's like, can you not do this right now? And she's just like, her phone keeps, she's getting texts. She's texting this whole time. And she says, but you clearly do. What do you care about what I do and who I kill? And he's like, it's really not about you. It's about like killing people. Yeah. He's like, I just don't want you to kill people like willy nilly is the thing. Yeah. He says, you know, it's my fault. You're like this. I brought this into your life, which he did. Although I don't think she could have avoided it with or without him. So whatever. He says, you know, I've killed hundreds of people and I have to live with that. But I'm not going to live with the people you kill or what that'll do to you. And then it's gone on long enough. He finally says, who are you texting? (laughs) He's like, okay. I know you don't care what I have to say, but you can at least pretend to listen. She says, look at you. Your whole world revolves around me. (laughs) She got him there. (laughs) He's like, I just want to know who you're fucking texting. (laughs) She says, you know, maybe you're the one who needs to turn it all off. And he's like, oh my God, whatever. 
He's like, you knew me when it was off. It was bad for me. <laughs> we don't, that should not be the goal. <laughs> and then he hears the door downstairs. He says, what is that? And then he goes downstairs. And I don't care. I love it. Starts playing. I don't care. I love it. So you know it's going to be a, a party scene. Because <laughs> Elena is saying, I don't care. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love being a vampire. And then he sees people arriving, you know, raiding their numerous liquor cabinets and etc. And then Elena comes downstairs. She very quickly did a hair change after her costume change. She's now taking down the high pony and she's now wearing her hair down with a bumpet. Yeah, like a little half up bumpet moment, which is like as Catherine of a hairstyle as it can be without curling her hair. Yeah. Stefan says, so that's what all this texting was about. You invited people over here. And she says, yeah, you were trying to keep me from joining the party. So I brought the party here. You can tell she thought she ate him alive with this comment, bitch. Yeah, she's like so happy with herself. She's like, no one has ever slayed like me. It's like, bitch, you threw one party. She's like, I'm the best vampire that's ever lived. Like, you guys are seeing that, right? Like, you invited a whole group of people, most of whom can't be compelled. She's like, are you gagged? Because I am. And I know you are. And then, you know, people are partying. The party goes on. And finally, Caroline arrives. And she says, I got here as soon as I could. This is insane. And Stefan says, yeah, it won't last. They'll either drink all the booze and get bored or Damon will come home and kill everyone. And Caroline says, well, we can't compel them to leave. The locals are all on Bervain from the town water supply. So what do we do? Just make it a really bad party. Yeah. Just keep putting like something slow on the queue. Unplug stuff. Keep playing Shape of You over and over again. It plays four times. People will start going. Yeah. Or just hook the phone up to like the tiniest Bluetooth speaker ever. Yeah. Then you can play whatever. It's going to annoy people. But then, you know, Stefan grabs a bottle of bourbon from someone walking by and says, I don't know, let's enjoy the party and keep Elena from butchering Grove Hill's cheer squad. And Caroline says, great. And where is she? And Stefan says, where do you think? And he points to her because he's been keeping an eye on her. She's dancing on a table and she's having fun. Yeah, she looks like she's really enjoying it. It looks like a good time. Successful party. And Caroline says, I almost forgot what that looked like. And Stefan says, what, Elena's smiling? (laughs) And Caroline says, no, fun. I mean, look at her. Like, yes, this is all very bad. But doesn't she make you just want to let go? Even after Elena dropped her on her thick head today, (laughs) she's still like, look at her having so much fun. And Elena is still like, that evil bitch, I'm going to kill her. (laughs) Stefan says, well, unfortunately, I have this little problem that when I party too hard, I end up killing people. And she says, well, your sober coach is giving you the green light. Come on, you're at a kegger full of hot girls and you're single and you're you. And he says, what am I supposed to do? Grab some girl, throw her over my shoulder, take her out onto the dance floor. And she says, take your own advice. Have fun. We deserve a little bit of fun. And then he says, okay. And he picks her up and throws her over his shoulder. She says, I didn't mean me. As soon as he started saying it, I was like, it's going to be a sterile moment. Yeah, it's a little sterile moment for me. Me, I'm eating tonight. Sterile girlies, <laughs> we won. Mmm, yummy. Klaus isn't even here. And we go over to the hospital. They're in the parking lot, uh, Damon and Rebecca. They're at the Grove Hills Hospital still. Damon feeds on a nurse. And Rebecca says, well, nobody could ever mistake you for subtle. And he says, ah, you have to take pride in your work. Ha ha ha. And then he compels the nurse. He says, okay, I need you to walk very slowly to your car. And she does. Yeah, she's just chugging along. And Rebecca says, you know, I don't see how this increases our odds any. And Damon says, I've been on the other side of a wolf bite, okay? First, you get really sick. Then you get really hungry. Since the sun's going down, I imagine he's going to start looking for his last supper. And I just laid out a three-course, 115-pound meal for him. And the nurse says, so you think I'm skinny? And the nurse (laughs) said, you think I'm 115 pounds? (laughs) 
Like she turns around walking slowly. She's like, thank you. He's like, keep going. The nurse continues walking to her car. She's panting. She finally gets to her car. She struggles with the key a little bit. And then we see a vampire appear behind her. Damon pretty quickly pushes the vampire against the tree. And then they look at each other. And the vampire says, Damon. And Damon says, Will. And Will says, hey, buddy, I think there's something wrong with me. I need help. You think? Yeah. And Damon says, it's okay. I know what to do. And then he tears out his heart and kills him. So Will knows a little something, something about Damon, I'm sure. And Rebecca says, hey, what the bloody hell are you doing? And Damon says he was too far gone. I put him out of his misery. An obvious lie that Rebecca doesn't buy for a second. So what do you think it is that Will knows? Well, you know, he's Catherine's ally. Catherine, who famously lied to Damon about being dead. Yeah. And didn't come search him out. And these two were clearly friends. From the picture, it's hard to say exactly when. You want to guess? I think 50s or 70s. Well, when did, did they have colored pictures in the 50s? Is that a dumb question? I don't know if that's a dumb question or not. I'm certainly not going to answer I'm, it. I'm going to say 50s or 70s. Okay. I guess we'll see. Like maybe this guy was saying he was helping Damon find Catherine, but he didn't. But then I don't know why he'd kill him before he could talk to Rebecca or before he could try to find Catherine. So it's something, something else. I don't know. I guess we'll see if we ever find out. I'm guessing when we go to New York. <laughs> Interesting. So then we go back over to Klaus's house. Klaus hangs up a phone call and he turns to Haley and says, my sister informs me that your vampire assailant is dead. So you're safe and you're free to go or stay. I said, please go. She says, you know, I could be persuaded to stay, enjoy the good life. Maybe I could drum up a few more Catherine secrets and you could do something for me. And he says, well, you're not going to convince me to let Tyler go for you. So let's just jot that one down. Yeah, he's like, so let's start there. And she says, well, I guess I'll never get my chance with Tyler any more than you'll get a shot with Caroline. And he said, well, don't say that. And he says, well, that's rude. So he starts to walk away. And then she says, hey, you want to know why I like that painting? The painting of the little boy up on a hill. Because you're an orphan. (laughs) He says, perhaps because it allowed you to see into my deep wounded soul. And she says, I saw how twisted it really was. Really? I think it was pretty much all on the surface there, girl. I think it's pretty surface level abandonment issues. But to be fair, she's drunk and she's horny. So she's just flirting. My thought was like, maybe she was like, because that little boy was going to jump off that cliff and kill himself. Oh, maybe. But she never. Uh, that's what I thought she was saying. Maybe I'm just, you know, twisted enough to get it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she, she didn't say any of that. I think she just understands abandonment issues. We just have to get to the point we're about to get to. So they're trying to like make them bond. She says, maybe I can relate. And he says, oh, so what's it going to be? Like, are you going or staying? And she says, well, you like to be in control. You tell me. And he likes that. Yeah. Touches her face and he grabs her and they make out. They take off some clothes. It's very sexy behavior. It's very sexy. I I can agree that this is sexy. Yeah. Even if you were very anti-Clayley. I'm anti-Clayley, but this is one of the better sexy scenes we've gotten. Yes. It's up there with Damon and Elena and Stefan and Catherine in terms of sexual chemistry. Yes, absolutely. So then we go back to the party. Elena is pouring shots in people's mouths. Dead Mouse is playing. Stefan and Caroline are like kind of dancing. They're not dancing much, but they are laughing and talking. They're having a good time. Yeah, they're doing like very tame dancing. And I, I was thinking to myself, start grinding, babes. Let's get real. You want to have fun? Let's do it. And then Elena spots them, you know, smiling and laughing and having fun. And most importantly, not watching her. And that simply won't do. Yeah. She's like, I'm up here pouring shots and you guys are not looking at me. She said, let's recalibrate. No. Let's review. 
<laughs> so she walks over. She says, well, look who finally joined the party. And Seven says, yeah, why, are you jealous or something? You lost all your power there, Stefan. Yeah, I could have made that a little more subtle, buddy, but I get it. It got away from you. But also she is a little jealous. <laughs> yeah. Because she says, no, that would imply emotions. And we've already established those are useless. And Caroline says, come on, Elena, dance with us. And Elena says, now that makes me want to kill you. Elena says, now you're a fucking bitch. <laughs> Elena says, no, you guys look good together. By all means, Caroline, take him out for a spin. He could use it. <laughs> bitch. Like, so bitchy to both of them. Because it's very much like, Caroline, you can have him now. And also, wow, Stefan, nothing's going on with you. As though he didn't just have sex with Rebecca like a week ago, but whatever. And this kind of brings the mood down for Stefan and Caroline, who were flirting but don't want to admit it. Elena's a sterling girly. So Elena walks away and she runs in to share Forbes. And she says, what's going on in here, Elena? And Elena says, just some underage drinking and drug use. Liz is like, okay, Elena, where is Stefan? <laughs> Liz is like, that's not funny. It's really not necessary right now. Can I just go? I'm not dealing with you right now. I've got a lot on my plate, whatever. Elena says, oh, Stefan, he's actually busy flirting with your daughter. But I think he's a good rebound for her because of the whole Tyler thing. It's like, girl, this is not a read. I would be so excited to hear Stefan was flirting with my daughter. Liz is like, it's not Damon. Thank fucking Lord. Uh, like, I'm good. Liz says, okay, well, I'm obviously going to shut this party down right now. And Elena says, hey, Liz, please, why don't you just stay and have a drink? And Liz says, Elena, please take your hand off me. And Elena says, look, either you have a drink or I will. And she flashes her vein like as if she's going to drink Liz's blood, as if Liz isn't full of her vein. Yeah. And Liz is like, are you joking right now? Yeah. Liz is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Elena pushes Liz against the wall, but very quickly, Caroline appears and says, mom. And Liz is like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Caroline is about to like go for Elena, but Stefan stops her and holds her back and says, hey, Caroline, calm down. And she says, calm down. I'm going to wring her skinny little neck. That's the clap back to thick head. Yeah. <laughs> and then Elena whooshes away so fast that a solo cup spins. Yeah. Then we go out to the woods. Stefan and Caroline are calling for Elena. Elena, Elena. And Caroline says, oh, where the hell is she? And Stefan says, wherever she wants to be. She's like completely calculated. She drew all those people to the house, waited for an opportunity to distract us. And now she's free. And Caroline says, I cannot believe she's doing this. She hurt my mom, Stefan. Mm, barely. She, I mean, she was about to. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, she was about to. And that's not cool. But but she didn't at that point. Mm -hmm. Stefan says, OK, you search the woods. I'll check the road. If you see her, don't hesitate. Just snap her neck. Got it. And Caroline says, yeah. She will hesitate, though. Yeah. Then we go back to the party. Damon finally gets home, takes a couple minutes to stare creepily at the high schoolers. Yeah, it doesn't seem remotely concerned there's a party going on that he didn't know about. And that he doesn't see any of his friends here. Yeah. He just takes a bottle of ribbon from a kid and starts drinking. And then he senses, like, Rebecca behind him and says, will you please just, like, take a hint and leave me alone? And she's like, no one else seems to be on top of what's going on. She says, what are you hiding? I know you knew that vampire. And he says, yeah, I know a lot of dead people. And she says, you killed him to prevent me from finding Catherine to keep me from getting the cure. Good read. But then he also didn't get the information for Catherine. So I don't think that's that good of a read. Yeah, that's true. I think probably there's something a little bit more deeper there, Miss Rebecca. There's something else going on. It's not all about you, girl. It's very rarely about you at all, to be completely honest. Especially with this group. They don't give a fuck about you. Especially with Damon. <laughs> And then Damon, you know, turns it on her a little bit. He says, do you really want the cure? I mean, really? Let me give you a little advice. See those girls? And it's some cheerleaders dancing on the stairs, having a good time, minding their own business. Yeah, it's just enjoying their little party. He says, they look happy now. 
In five years, they're going to settle for a mediocre starter husband and a mind-numbing career. And about that time, they're going to realize something you're never going to have to learn. And she says, what's that? And he says, life sucks when you're ordinary. And what makes you exactly not like them? You're a vampire. You take that cure, you become human. You're no one, nothing. Trust me, losing this cure is the best thing that ever happened to you. She's like, I would happily get married to Matt and have a dumb little career. She's like, that sounds like a wonderful life to me. She's like, I would love a starter husband. Yeah, I would love any husband. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care what level you're ranking him as. Damon goes upstairs and he gets a text from Stefan that says, Elena's AWOL, need help. Damon says, I sired her not to be AWOL. Damon's like, I told her not to run away or kill anyone. Why is that happening? (laughs) Then we go back to the woods. Caroline continues to call for Elena and she says, don't make me fight you, Elena. I'm stronger than you and I don't want to hurt you. Which is actually a good way to call out for her because it is like a challenge. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Elena whooshes out of the woods and tackles Caroline. She says, who's going to get hurt? And Caroline tosses her off. And Elena says, not bad. Not technically good, but then again, Alaric didn't train you. You were probably too busy butting into people's business. (laughs) Maybe she was. Yeah. And you were too busy crying about how maybe you'd be sacrificed. So So we all have our things. (laughs) They fight for a while. And then Caroline breaks away. And she's like, stop. This isn't you and you know it. You hurt my mom, Elena. How far are you going to take this? And Elena says, further. And Elena says, are you trying to make me feel bad for hurting your mom? Ideally. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, why would I give a shit about that? She says, don't you get it? I don't care. You know, maybe you should try to turn it all off. Who knows? You might stop whining about how Tyler left you. And she says, okay, ouch. Coming from the bitch who whined about Stefan for months. Yeah. Let's all step back. And then Elena says, add a bonus. You won't have to feel guilty about all the dirty thoughts you have about Klaus. And Caroline doesn't like that uh, she read her in that way. So Caroline says, shut up. Caroline's like, as far as you all know, I don't have any interest in him. So where are you getting that information? (laughs) Elena says, make me shut up. They fight. And then Elena says, you fight like a girl. Breaks a branch off a tree and stakes her in the stomach to weaken her. And then pulls it out and like holds it up near to a trajectory of her heart. Yeah. But then just in the nick of time, Stefan and Damon get there and pull her off Caroline. And Elena says, let go of me. And then Damon says, you know, I admit under other circumstances, this would be a major turn on. Read the room. Damon, she almost killed her best friend. Maybe let's not. Maybe let's not. If she had just been fighting, I would have let you get away with this little line. Creepy as it was. Yeah, I would have taken it as a product of its time. She was about to kill Caroline, okay? Yeah, she had a stake aimed at the heart. Let's maybe not be cutesy with a quip about teenage girls today, Mr. Damon. Yeah, we don't need a quip every time. Sometimes you can just say, hey, stop that. They'll get bigger laughs if they're further between each other. (laughs) Stefan says, hey, get her out of here. Damon runs off with Elena and Stefan stays with Caroline. Then we go back to the Salvatore house. Caroline's on the couch and she leaves Tyler another voicemail. But you can tell as she's saying it, she's like, man, this is getting kind of depressing, huh? Like, I'm kind of whining, huh? She says, hey, it's me. You will never believe the crazy day I've had. You know, I know you said you wouldn't, but I really wish you'd answer. It'd be great to talk to you. And then she gets a text from Matt that says, meet me at Tyler's house. And I thought this was going to be Tyler at, like, texting from Matt's phone. Yeah, which would be smart. But no, he's just calling Haley. Running about. Whore. (laughs) (laughs) Stefan comes in and he says, hey, you all right? And she says, you mean besides the fact that my best friend just tried to kill me? And Stefan says, it's not her. You have to remember that. No, it's her. It is. 
And yeah, it's like the bad sides of her, but there's a part of Elena that wanted to kill Caroline. Well, and the insults that she's levying at Caroline come from Elena's opinion of Caroline, however deep seated in her subconscious. Yeah. Whether it's like the worst thoughts she's ever had about her friend or not. Which is crazy that Elena's like, wow, Caroline whines about Tyler a lot. Miss Mama, you <laughs> can get on people for a lot, but not whining. Yeah, girl, you have taken the cake with that one. I promise you that. Pick your battles, lady. Stefan says, you know, with her emotions off, she's the worst version of herself. And Caroline says, okay, so how do we get her back? And what if we can't? Why would she choose to turn her emotions back on? She's an orphan. She just lost her brother. Her life sucks, Stefan. Why would she come back to us? That's a fair question. And Stefan says, you know, even when I was at my worst, Elena didn't give up on me. So we can't give up on her. Deal? And Caroline's like, well, see, the thing is, earlier tonight, I wasn't even at my worst. And Elena was about to give up on me by killing me. Yeah. She's like, keep in mind, I've killed one person in my entire time as a vampire. Like, I'm getting annoyed at everyone else being so bad at it. And I'm tied with Elena, but at this point, it looks like Elena's going to surpass me. Yeah, any day now. But Caroline agrees because she's a good friend. Mm -hmm. Then we go up to Damon's room where Damon and Elena are hanging out. Damon is looking through a drawer of old papers and photographs. And Elena says, how much longer am I supposed to sit here? And Damon says, well, you know, I'm not big on goal setting, but let's just imagine a time when you don't want to kill your best friend. Yeah, he's like, I'm not asking for that much from you. And she says, oh, are you judging me? How many times have you tried to kill Stefan? And I understand what she's going for here. And like Damon and Stefan have had their fights, but they haven't like held a stake to each other's heart. They haven't like held a stake like rare enough to go into a heart. Like they've threatened it and they've staked each other in different places, but they've never like been that close to actually doing it. And they've snapped necks, but... It's never been like, oh, my God, Damon's going to kill Stefan or, oh, Stefan's going to kill Damon. Yeah. They really just like to inconvenience each other. And especially because, like, Elena knows damn well she could have snapped a neck. Yeah. He made the choice to get the stick. Exactly. You could have staked her in the stomach and snapped her neck, but that's not what you were deciding to do now, was it, Miss Lady? Yeah. But she's trying to turn it on Damon. I don't blame her for it. It's kind of what she has to do, but it's not her best tactic. Yeah. It's the best one she has at the moment. Yeah, to be fair. Then she says, oh, what's that? And Damon pulls out a photo of him and Will, the vampire from earlier. He says, one of life's many mysteries. And then he says, Elena, look. She says, don't. Okay, every time someone starts with Elena, I get some stupid lecture. Yeah, and she's sick of it. (laughs) Yeah, she said, people should just stop telling me that I need to feel. I do feel, Damon. I feel amazing. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) He says, you don't want to be like this. He says, Elena, I've known you a long time. This is not your ideal form. <laughs> yeah, let's let's take a step back. And she says, well, then how should I be? Should I go back to being the scared little girl who can't even admit what she wants? Is that how you'd prefer me to go back to being? And then she says, look, for the longest time you wanted to be with me, but you were scared I'd find out how awful you are. But it doesn't matter anymore because I don't care. Be honest, you like me better like this. <laughs> I mean, this is a good argument from humanity off Elena, but... Damon has changed since she met him. And Damon, like, he was always scared that she would figure out, like, the awful things he's done. Not that he's secretly an awful person. And what he's always liked about Elena is that she makes him feel like he's a better person and that he's, like, making strides and growth. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you don't have to do any of that. 
And he's like, no, but I kind of like growing. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm horny is the thing. She's like, <laughs> can you grow that dick? She said, blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to see why Catherine didn't call you. Yeah. I'm trying to see why Catherine picked Stefan. Yeah. <laughs> then we go over to the Lockwood house. Caroline arrives, but she can't get in. And we hear the sound. So we know it's because she hasn't been invited in. And Matt appears and she's like, why can't I get inside? And he says, oh, uh, come in. Now she can. And he's holding a piece of paper. So I think he's about to show her like the deed to the house or yeah. whatever. But obviously that's not what it is. But it is. That's the reason he invites yeah. her in. She asks what's going on. And Matt says, Tyler sent me this package in the mail. This is for you. It's a letter. So out of a full package, you gave her one letter. Trash. Just as Trash. I suspected. Trash. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't send her like another charm bracelet. Maybe a cuter one this time. A new charm for her charm bracelet. A yeah. little suitcase to represent the long distance. <laughs> I don't know. A new phone number? Perhaps. How about a burner phone? Yeah. Tyler's voice reads the letter to us. It says, Dear Caroline, I miss you more than I can put into words. But I know as long as Klaus is alive, I can't come home. He won't stop trying to kill me and you won't stop trying to protect me, which means the only way for me to make sure you're safe is for me to go and never come back. I left Matt the deed to the house. It will protect you in ways I can't anymore. I will always love you. And then she says, okay, so he's not coming back. And then she starts to cry. Yeah, because she's like, I had really convinced myself that he'd be back soon, but maybe no. <laughs> Matt says, sorry. He hugs her. Sweet moment. And this is smart of Tyler because they could use a house where very few were invited in. Frankly, let's not even tell Elena and the Salvatores about it. Yeah, they don't need to know. They don't need to be involved in every plan. If anything, they should be involved less. Yeah. We go back to Klaus's house. Haley is getting, you know, dressed. Post-coitus. Yeah, post-coitus. And Klaus says, ah, running away little wolf because he loves to give people nicknames like that. Yeah. And then he sees a little murk on her shoulder. It's moon-shaped. Mm -hmm. And he says, that murk, I've seen it before. She says, yeah, it's a birth murk. People have those. And it's like, the way he said it, don't you think he means that specific murk, Curly? <laughs> like, do you think he's talking about a freckle? Yeah. You think he's never seen a freckle before? Yeah, she was like, yeah, it's a freckle. Okay. Um, <laughs> he says, well, you know, in my considerable lifetime, I've only seen that mark on a handful of others, all from the same bloodline, a werewolf clan that once thrived through much of what we now call Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And she gets up and she says, don't lie to me, not about this. He says, I wouldn't dare. Matters family are sacred. And she says, tell me. It's an interesting development. Mm -hmm. You have anything else to say about it? Seems like even though her parents are dead, maybe there's some werewolf family in pack for her to connect to. Maybe she just never went to Louisiana in her searching for some reason. Well, she was just in New Orleans. She was. Maybe that's where her parents are buried. Lots of cemeteries in New Orleans. And, you know, we have to point out New Orleans, where the originals is set. So I think we're rearing up to that, which scares me because... When am I going to see a clear line kiss? That's a great question, isn't it? Uh, it's like, no, let's not let's not spin off quite yet here. <laughs> We've got business to attend to in Mystic Falls. We have something to do. <laughs> you have something to finish. <laughs> then we go over to the Salvatore house. Stefan gets a call from Sheriff Forbes. And he says, oh, hey, Sheriff, everything okay? She says, obviously not. I wouldn't be calling you just to say everything's okay. He's like, why do you think I'm calling you? like the middle of the night things are not good she said you are so stupid and she says we have a bigger problem 
And then we go check in in Damon's car. We see Damon is driving. That's all we see at first. He gets his call from Stefan and Stefan says, hey, where the hell are you? And Damon says, I'm out for a drive. I needed some space. It's not me. It's you. Ha 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 ha. Giggle, giggle. Stefan says, well, we have a problem. You said blood was stolen from Grove Hills Hospital. The sheriff said there's been reports of six other blood bank thefts, all within 30 miles of Mystic Falls. Somebody's stockpiling blood. It wasn't Elena, as is, and it's not us. And Damon says, okay, so? Damon's like, and? Like, you want to think a little? Have one critical thought. One. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. I know Elena's sitting there in her Catherine hairstyle, but come on, think. Think critically for about two seconds here, Damon. And Stefan says... Okay, uh, well, I think Silas followed us back from that island. He hasn't fed in 2,000 years, so he would need to gorge on blood. It explains the thefts. There's a very serious concern that Stefan is bringing to Damon. Uh-huh. And Damon says, well, I'm not really in the mood to Scooby-Doo our way through the case of the stolen blood supply. You don't even have to Scooby-Doo. He solved it. Yeah, he told you the, the solution. You don't have to Scooby-Doo. You just have to... Like, help. You just have to be aware that maybe Silas is around. And Damon says, so why don't you hold the fort down till I get back and I'll be in touch, brother. Then he hangs up. And I do want to say, obviously, we're, you know, believing that it's Silas. I know this is not what I should be harping on. And I don't think this matters. But how did Silas know about blood bags in hospitals? Didn't he die in like the year 900? That's actually a really good point. (laughs) How did he know that's where to go? Maybe he was just sniffing and he was like, oh. There's like fridges full of bags. Must be for me. Like, I don't know what else we need these for. Like, I guess I just thought he'd be running around killing people. But that's a great question. I mean, maybe somehow he fit. I don't know how he figured out. I just felt like I had to ask. I think that's a good question. I think we're just meant to like completely ignore that. Yeah, I think I don't think that error is anything I should be paying attention to. But I was just thinking about it. I do think like probably the way he figured it out was context clues. Like, he probably was walking around, he smelled some blood, and he's like, oh, this is like a building where all the sick people are, because he wouldn't know what hospitals are either. Yeah, he wouldn't know what hospitals are. And frankly, I'm not even 100% sure he'd know what sick people look like, because they don't have a bunch of black warts all over them. Well, and honestly, he (laughs) probably wouldn't even know that, like, people are taken to hospitals. Like, so maybe what happened is he, like, went somewhere, I don't know, bite a cup, bit a couple people left him there to like suffer because he just thought they would die a slow death and then like an ambulance pulled up and drove him somewhere and he's like hey and then he followed the ambulance he was like what the fuck is this place and he just sees a bunch of people like bleeding out in the emergency room and he said uh i could get used to this like i know it's a lot like he's too big of a villain for us to get into like the enchanted what is a car type of hijinks that yeah. this could lead to like obviously we're skipping over that yeah <laughs> or like oh i love it. my ipod movies are on now or like what is a phone yeah, yeah. you guys poop in a toilet i <laughs> yeah like obviously we're skipping past that but i was just giggling yeah anyway so damon and Stefan hang up and then the camera pans we see that elena's riding shotgun in damon's car she says oh he's gonna hate you for that and damon says yeah well emotions are overrated Mm-hmm. I'm so sure, Damon. Says the guy bringing the girl he's in love with in his car, even though she couldn't give two shits about any of you right now. Yeah, okay, and Damon. carrying a picture of a friend, perhaps, from years ago. So it's like your emotions are clearly working overtime. Yeah, your emotions are driving the train right now, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elena says, so where are we going? And he says, a place every newbie vampire should go at least once in their life. New York City. 
city that never sleeps. And then he looked at the pick of Will. So we know that that is slightly encouraging his trip to New York. Yeah. And then they drive off into the horizon as rock music plays. And that's where we end the episode. I guess I might as well ask, like, what do you think? How do you think New York's going to go? What do you think awaits us in the Big Apple? You think they're going to see a Broadway show? I doubt it. (laughs) They're going to see Wicked. And Damon's going to be like, see, what you're being lately is Wicked. But (laughs) if we just learn to appreciate our friends, there's nothing we can't do. No, Catherine's going to bring them both to Wicked and be like, see, you all think I'm fucking Wicked, but you don't know my backstory. Like, you don't actually know, like... So she's not so wicked after all, is she? And Elena's going to be watching Wicked and she's going to be like, everyone is crying it for good. You know, I wish I was feeling this. And she's going to turn it back on during for good. <laughs> the worst plans. Worst plan. <laughs> Damon said, we're going to every Broadway show until you feel something. <laughs> and he said, and we're going to start with Cass. And she said, that's a bad call. Yeah. I don't think that one's going to work. <laughs> They're going to see Phantom. She'd love. I bet Elena loves Phantom of the Opera. She, of course she would. The Phantom versus Raul, that's her fucking situation now. Yeah, and guess who she picked? The Phantom. The Phantom, as we all should. Should we? Should we all pick the Phantom? <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> that brings us to the end of this episode. As always, if you're enjoying Vampire Diaries and or Doppelgangers, please tell your friends and give us five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But that's it for this week. Until next week, goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.